0: Welcome to the Comics Misremembered podcast with your hosts, Jim and John. And here's the opening music.
1: Hey, welcome everybody back to uh, Comics Misremembered, your comics uh, podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. And I'm John. And together we talk about comics and comic-related items. Uh, This week, uh, we're still continuing our theme with um, the disenfranchised... No, I mean... The 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 Dystopian Futures. Dystopian Futures. I couldn't remember the D part.
0: This is the Dystopian uh, Futures birthday edition, though.
1: Exactly. And why do we say that? Well, why did you say that, John? Because I'm turning old today. Uh, we're not
0: even going to talk about how old I am. All right. So this. yes,
1: but it's John's birthday as we record this. So happy birthday, John. Yes.
0: And I was the person, uh, thank you. Oh, sorry. That was a wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes I'm, I'm getting thoroughly mocked for my birthday, which yeah. is awesome. Thank you. Uh, it was, this was actually, this, this was actually my choice of uh, podcasts. So, yeah.
1: Right. It, it, we knew that John's birthday was coming up. So uh, I, I decide, or John decided, I said, what would you like to do? he said i would like to do the subject we're going to be talking about and i said that's great because that still continues with our theme of dystopian futures Mm. um luckily enough and we'll probably be doing this maybe one or two more weeks in the future and then we're going to go off and do other (laughs) stories
0: well that's because we actually have new material that we might be talking about
1: well exactly so more to come uh, in the future but for this week we're still with dystopian futures and um, the other thing, the other funny thing I noticed when we started talking about these dystopian futures, because we, we, be, everything that we've talked about was written in the past. Right. So it was either written like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. This, the, what we're talking about tonight is, uh, Akira, yes. the movie. Yes. The, so not the
0: manga. Yes. But just the movie. The Akira in the, in specifically, I think it was the, what the 30th edition Akira committee
1: version uh, the uh, yeah it was the 30th or 35th anniversary of it um when it originally came out because i think it came out originally in 88 or something like that yes. but so yes we watched the blu-ray version of it now um well what i was saying is i would have noticed about all the things that we've covered so far is they're all future very future versions of when they were published so it was published in 88 and it was the future date was like 19 19- uh, 2015 or 1999 yes. or 1998 so they're all past futures of the past So i almost want to call this dystopian futures of days past or something like that <laughs> yes
0: days of future dystopians past yes something yes. something
1: of that nature i'm gonna to have to create a new hashtag for that yes um and that's and this a case is again with akira because right the movie takes place in 2019 so it's a year past not you know not like you know 15 years ago
0: and ultimately ironic and in in an ultimate irony the m- tokyo was supposed to get the olympics in 2020 and in both re- both in reality and in the, the and in the anime somehow tokyo is not going to get the olympics for 2020 <laughs> sorry i give i give john the uh, uh, wait cheap, hold on hold on job. yeah there you go i Thanks. think i meant to hit that button yeah I probably did <laughs> it's, Anyway, all right. So, so but the, but every every week, Jim likes to challenge me and my musical knowledge by playing a clip at the beginning of the uh, the of the show.
1: That's right. It's related to what we'll be talking about, and, and you so
0: heard the music. I am having a moment of uh, pure and total terror because I am I re- I know that song. I I was like actually singing you know, along with it. Do you know who the singer? is? It's the, it's the Offspring. Okay, I know that, right. at and, least got but that. it's like, but I'm like I'm totally blanking on the name of this. <laughs> love the song, and I feel like such a such a schmuck.
1: Well, it was a really big hit for them, too, when it came out. I know,
0: and that's this is why it's like... It's off so, of
1: uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, if I remember correctly. So you, uh, you can't remember? Yeah, I'm just, okay.
0: just blanking
1: at this I point. don't think they actually say the name of the song in the song itself, but the song's title is The Kids Aren't All Right. Yeah. And if if you've listened to the lyrics that were blasting in your ears at the beginning of the podcast... The reason I cho- chose that, and if you actually go back and listen to the entirety of the song, the song's all about, um, in, in my youth, you know, when I was like a pre-teenager, everything was hopeful. I lived on a, a block where all the kids had limitless, unlimited potential right. and dreams and so on and so on. And as they grew up, everything turned to shit. Right. Um, and that's basically what they were saying in, in the part that I played is this like, you know, broken dreams, shattered lives, oh, yeah. all so on and so forth. And the reason I thought that that rang so true for Akira is because that's yeah. wh- who the main characters are. They're a bunch of kids. They're um, all in their teens, you know, progressing to
0: the twenties. Yeah, they're they're in their you know they're like sixteen, seven you know 15, 16, 17. They're, yeah, around that age group. They're, 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 they're still in high school. Yeah, they're they're they um, In fact, one of the one of the things that they point out when they get in trouble is that they sort of um, they're sort of at the end of the of the system. And if they mess up again, it's going to be their consequences are going to be really, really tragic. Right. You know, and they're they're reduced to like um, vocational school because they've already b- blown all of their other chances. And the reason why they've blown all their other chances is because they're members of a biker gang <laughs> because well, and well, that's, that's part more
1: important. Too. And uh, so that's why I picked that song is because, you know, the 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 kids themselves uh, they are suffering the same fate. They have so much potential. Um, they right. don't, but they don't see it themselves, and they rather waste their times on tuning motorcycles and uh, getting into to gang fights with other gang biker gangs. Right. Uh, but we're going to get into that as, as as we talk about it. So, the let's talk about the movie itself. Let's give a little history for those. I'm sure. Okay. So let me just do one thing before we get into sure. history. Sure. Um, Akira. It's a movie. It's been around a while, like with thirtieth anniversary. I, you know, I think it originally came out in eighty eight. So it yeah. definitely's been around for about over thirty years at this point. And you may have seen the movie. You may have heard of the manga, if, especially if you're a comic book fan. Right. You've probably either seen or heard or know of it. It's because, and it's also become memes, parts of memes. Right. But for those who are not initiated, I'm going to give you like an abridged, quick version of the. What you can expect? All right, ready? I I made a sound clip already. Sure. All right, here we go.
0: All
1: right, there you go. That is all you need to know. Right. It, oh, wait, you want to hear it again? Okay, hold sure. on for One more time. <laughs> all
0: right,
1: that's all. And that, so. Now you're caught up now yes. you know now you can join us in the conversation right.
0: you you now know everything you need to know, to know about, the, about the about the manga and the and and the, and the animation
1: I forgot to play that bit at the end of it so uh yeah so it there's a lot of yelling in it okay that's that's yes that's my there's a lot of liberty. people
0: yelling at each other
1: that's my attempt at liberty uh in the podcast i I'm taking a nap now um because it took too much out of me just oh, to, to put that one together no 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 no, no I'm mean, okay. That. All right. So John is actually going to give us uh, some, some kind of information about the movie
0: itself. Not about the characters, but the movie. Go ahead, John. So Akira is the 1988 Japanese animated post-apocalyptic cyberpunk film uh, directed by Katsushiro Otomo, produced by Ryohi Suzuki and Shunzo Kato, written by Otomo and Izo Hashimoto, based on Otomo's 1982 manga of the same name. The film had a production budget of about 700 million yen, uh, 5.5 million, making it the most expensive anime film at the time until it was later surpassed by Kiki's delivery service the next year. Right. Uh, Set in a dystopian 2019, Akira tells the story of Shoteharo Kaneda, a leader of the biker gang whose childhood friend Tetsuo Shima acquires incredible telekinesis abilities after a motorcycle accident eventually threatening an entire military complex amidst the chaos and rebellion of a sprawling, futuristic metropolis of Neo-Tokyo. Okay.
1: So from here forth, those two characters will be known as Canada and Tetsuo. and Tetsuo! 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 Tetsuo. <laughs> um, and if
0: you don't... And, and you'll pardon us because we, we should be yelling them every time. Tetsuo! Kaneda! Tetsuo! Yeah. Kaneda, Tetsuo. Yeah, That's you how go. you have to say it. Yes, you have to... And, if you, and preferably as loud as possible. So, um... Basically the last part of this was that while most care of the character designs and settings were adapted from the manga the pot, the plot differs considerably and does not include much of the last half of the manga which okay. is obviously true because i believe the collected work of 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 the, if you if you read akira yeah um the the manga heaven help you yeah. if you were reading individual issues because i think I'm like I'm thinking that like what there were like thirty different volumes. Of the, it? I there's think there's it, like the it's like thirty-two
1: or thirty-three yeah. issues, and so the the manga was released, of course, in Japan. Yeah, and it was I think it was part of like some kind of collected trade they, because it, like Japan, much like um, you know European comics, they come out as anthologies. It's not just its own yeah, individual th- comic. Everybody,
0: a lot of people will be familiar with uh, Shonen Jump and yeah. some of these other and some of these other forms.
1: So it came out something like that, and then. Um, somebody in Marvel, I think it was Archie Goodwin. I want to say, uh, an editor, he saw, or somebody put it across his desk, like, look at this artwork and it's dealing with kind of mutant characters and the Marvel and you know, the X-Men are super popular right now in 1988 or 1982, I'm sorry. So we should maybe try to translate this and bring this over which is it was kind of unheard of because you know nobody was bringing over manga Japanese at that time at yeah. that time so and especially one of the big two Marvel and DC so they said okay let's let's do it because they did have that epic imprint yep which was for mature readers and so that's what they published it as and it came out in those prestige formats yep. so this is the time when comics were less than a dollar still probably around the 60 cent 75 cent mark at this yeah. point and you were buying each individual Issue for four ninety five. Yes, I think it was or three ninety five, but three lot or four times the cover price, yeah. and people bought it. Yes, and they bought all of it. It was hard to find. I remember I got into collecting it about a year after it came out, and it was hard finding those the, 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 the first, those first issues, yeah. issues. So it's just like I I started reading it around like issue eleven, and then I got it every every issue after that. I still don't have a complete collection, but I was able to make up for it by getting the trades that yes. came out much, much, much later, of course. But so I was, you know, psyched for the movie. Um, Absolutely, because the 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 this is 1987 when they start making the movie. The movie comes out in 1988. The run is pretty much close to the end at this point. Yes. So, like, oh, you have this huge story stuck in your head, right? And then you go see, you know, go see that movie. And as you mentioned, the movie. Is it can't fit everything in? It. No,
0: not even remotely close.
1: I would say the movie has about a third of what the actual storyline is for the comic. It does. I, and I'm going to call it comic. Yeah. I'm going to call it manga. And
0: and and what's interesting is that, you know, there's a lot there. I remember when it came out, there was a lot of criticism. They're like, oh, well, they should have put this. They were, t- you know, arguing about like what they should have put in and what they didn't put in. But one of the things that I've appreciated because this is a this is uh, something that I've gone back and watched. Um, lots of times for a reason, is that it is probably the best compromise in how you condense something down. We'll, possi- we'll, you know, we'll so. talk
1: about the actual con, you know, conversion when yeah. we, as we get into it. Let's first talk about how, how did, did we come across exactly. seeing this for the first time. Or how because did
0: you actually... You, so you so you bought the original you bought the original issues and yeah. how did you how did you get turned on to it was it just something that you, you ran into like, um, I um, was
1: probably reading comic scene or wizard yeah. or something like that and they were talking about it and I was like oh this looks interesting so I bought whatever the, the you know most number eleven yeah. on the rack and I looked and I'm like whoa I love this art you know because I can't even describe the pages they're like ultra detailed Atomo. You know, he Atomo as John mentioned, He's the he was the director of the movie. He's yeah. the guy who actually wrote and, and drew the actual comic, yeah. too. So he's multifaceted. He was multi-talented. And so the pages are fantastic. And, of course, they were printed in black and white, but they colorized them for the American market. Yeah. And a fantastic color. Uh, uh, Steve Olof, I want to say his name. I'm probably I'm, – I know Alloff is his last name. I think Steve is his first name. Fantastic. Um If you get the trades, they're on black and white, I believe, if I'm misremembering that. But it doesn't matter. No matter how you read it, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. So getting it that way. Now, time goes on. I'm reading the manga. I'm not really thinking much about it. And I think it was comic scenes. And they're starting to say, there's a movie coming out. Yes. It's being produced in Japan. And it's going to be coming out shortly. And you're like, whoa, a movie? An animated movie? A cartoon movie? Right. You know, wow. And I, because this is, you know, you say that now, it's like, oh, yeah, who cares? There's like a bajillion cartoon movies coming out every day, animated or Disney or whatever the case. But back in 1988, nobody was looking at anime. It was hard to even get an anime movie or anything like that.
0: Right. I mean, there was a particular, like, for example, I think we were sort of an outlier if you grew up in Boston because uh, we had. First, starting with Star Blazers, the you know the American the Americanized version. Well, it was animated
1: on, but Battle I'm saying Champions I'm saying Mortal. imagine trying to buy oh yeah. something uh, a series animated.
0: No, 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 wasn't impossible. Right, because that did because everybody because the stuff that you ended up. I remember I had to. I remember when I went to New York City. One of the first places that I went to was Anime Crash. Right, and had to, but
1: Anime Crash didn't exist until the '90s.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but so like that. But but um, before that. One of that um, I think Luke got his hands on a on a bootleg of this, yeah, because he began, you know um, down in New York City, um, which is my experience, which is my introduction to this outside of um, my initial, which which was the Brattle Theater in Cambridge,
1: right, which is a theater that specializes in showing kind Foreign of in flicks indie, and, yes, yeah,
0: and it's, a, it's it's an art house, you know, art house movies, yeah. it's the archetypical, um, I. I remember going there and I was it was really odd because it was the first time that one of the first times I had ever been there. Um, and it's, you know, it's like this, it's like, it's, it's like an auditorium. Yeah. They don't have, there's no. It's like,
1: imagine your school auditorium. Exactly. It, your, your, school auditorium is probably much nicer.
0: Because you're sitting in like these chairs there. It's a flat floor. There's no, it's no stadium seating. No, yeah. no you so know, so Somebody just,
1: like, tall gets in front of you. Forget yeah, about it. You you're, you're not watching you're that like, movie.
0: You're like watching it with a bunch of your friends. Right.
1: It's the worst way to see a movie, basically. Why? But, but you had to, because it was the only way you're going to see exactly. that movie.
0: Exactly. So, I, and I remember I, I went in there and I, I went with, um. Let's see, who did I go with? I went with Luke. I think went with Luke, Jason, and Tony. No, Luke and Jason, I know. I'm sure all the listeners but, are really curious sorry about, about that. who but you went with. But a bunch of my, we went with a, with a couple of Place my your friends.
1: Bets. Place your bets. Was it Luke, Jason, and Tony, or was it somebody else? <laughs> sorry, anyway.
0: But um, the it's, what was interesting was that, um, and we were all kind of, like, we all kind of walked out of there, and we were kind of, like, mind-blown. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we had grown up. We had grown up like sorry, grown up. Sorry, we had, but we had been introduced to sort of the Americanized manga, yeah. Uh, you know, Americanized um, anime. You know, through, like I said, uh, Star Blazers, Force Five, um, then RoboTech, and you know. So, yeah, but it was still all anime. But it was still, like I said, it was. But it was. This was. This was. We were kind of like on the foreground because it, forefront because there wasn't a lot of places that were seeing that. So right. just and so this was a this was a, and this was an event. I remember, like you had to like. I remember we it was sold out. Like in in like the idea of like an animated movie being sold out.
1: Well, didn't I think, happen. I think in our area that we were ahead of the curve where most people were. Yeah. Where I think we had a, a, a you know because I think in in Massachusetts there's probably more comic book stores yeah. per capita than. And a lot of places, a lot yeah. of other places. Not to say, it's, I'm sure that there was a lot of other areas that were um, ahead of the curve too. Yeah, um, you know more so than let's say like the Midwest or something like that. Yeah, I you was going to say. Hey, like, you know what the Akira is? Akira? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I think the coast cities were you know on board, and I, I, this is my experience with this. I don't. I never saw the movie in the theater. You have. I never. Oh, okay. I never went to Bridal. How I got it is. Um, I, it was got to be something like comic scene, a magazine like yeah. that, flipping through, and one of the pages is an ad, and it says, "The Akira movie coming from Streamline." I think it was a Gold yeah. Samuel Goldwyn. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Um, oh no 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 no
0: no no no! I know what you're talking It's it Gold was, something. It's yeah, a, Sam, it, Samuel
1: Goldwyn, and they were the d- distributor, and they said that. Um, the you can put the order in now to get the movie and it'll be delivered in like 3 months or something like that and the movie's this is VHS tape yeah. we're, we're talking about the movie's like $30 VHS sold $30 yep. putting it in a check right now or if and, and if you order now you can get in and get the Duncan, Harmony Gold Harmony Gold well yeah that's Samuel Goldwyn, so Harmony Gold yeah. by this so it's like um you, and if you put the order in now, you, you can get, like, a, in a month, you can get the making of Akira for $18. Wow. I bought that tape, too, and that was only 20 minutes. That was a 20-minute yeah. sizzle reel with, like, some of the documentary and behind the scenes, and had but it had some of the animated movie in it. Remember folks, this is way before the internet. Right. This is nineteen eighty-seven. There was no such thing as the internet now. Right. I couldn't right now, if you wanted to get a sizzle reel, all you have to go to is YouTube, click play, yep. and you can watch that sizzle reel for free. You don't have to pay anything for it. Me, I had to get another video video videotape, yep. pay 17 dollars for it, which was a lot of money in nineteen eighty eight. And um and watch it and watch those there's like four animated clips yeah. in that over and over again until this three months later, when the actual movie comes out and I can watch the movie. Great. So that was my experience. I had to wait until like, you know, uh, you probably saw it way before I did, before oh, I yeah. actually got the tape. And, uh, this, so this is before I knew John and, and, yep. and you know, so, uh, I get the tape. <laughs> no, like the, the people that I know don't care about anime. I right. know. And at that point in my life, I was the only person who cared anything about anime. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, watch this by myself, put the tape in. I, started, I, I said to Chris, you know, he's, he's my cousin. I'm like, hey, you want to watch this? He said, I don't care about that. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go watch a Red Sox game. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this by myself. So I watch it. And, you know, it, it was an experience because, again, you, it's read the, you read it and then you're like, wow. And we're, as, as we talk about the movie, you know, we're going to talk about because the experiences come rushing back each time that I watch it. I remember certain parts and I'll get some more as as we start talking about. So that was our original introduction and the hardship about trying to see this movie for the for its very first time. Then I remember in like 2001, 2002, like the DVD pressing of it came out and I remember buying that like like I was working. There was a Best Buy close to where I worked and on my lunch break when it was a Tuesday when it came out, I ran down, down to the Best Buy and I picked it up. And I watched it that night when I got home, and uh, then uh, after that, you know, the blue, Blu-ray came out. And it, yep. I just waited until whenever I could pick it up. I've seen it so many times, and I was just like, right. "Okay, I you just already go own the you down. already
0: you." But you, the interesting thing is, it's something that you've continued to pick up in every medium.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, when the 4K comes around, I'll be picking the 4K up again.
0: Right. It's that. It's it's, and the interesting thing is that um, when we the one thing is that the one question that I would have for you is. No, go, oh, sorry, go oh, ahead.
1: one thing I, I think this is true. Um, I believe Akira was released on LaserDisc.
0: Yes, it was. And
1: I think it was released through uh, Criterion, one of their few yeah. LaserDisc discs releases. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that in there. No, I mean it's the only version I don't own because I don't have a LaserDisc Exactly,
0: and I and you know and thanks for bringing that up because because the uh, the LaserDisc would be so cyberpunk. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this, like, oh, this is like this
1: is the cutting edge exactly you know, because that this was is like, before DVDs were a thing.
0: Well, I mean, and and it was higher quality. Yeah. you know, it had you know better better picture, better be- sound. It was
1: better than VHS. Yeah, but then DVD came out and you know, yeah. bye bye laser disc market. It. It was smaller and better picture.
0: Well, I mean, it was. It's funny because we went from we went from like uh, basically you know um, LPs to like the size of you know EP you know like the the singles we talking about records yeah, yeah i can say it's the same no,
1: thing. like eps you mean
0: yeah
1: oh lps with a bigger record yes yeah kids love this when we talk about like yeah i know actual hey, back in the day back in the you know what an lps mean you know what lp means kids long, it means long play. play yeah do you know what ep means extended, extended play. play and it's a smaller record yeah and it's only like three songs all right so let's talk about the movie yes please okay that's why everybody's here they want to hear our discussion about the movie.
0: So, of course, we're going to do our normal standard uh, disclaimer about spoilers.
1: I know, yeah, it's a 30-year-old movie. Hey, did you know in Psycho? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a movie that's been out. I know, you know, I'm not gonna spoil Psycho for anybody who hasn't seen. It. I'm sure there's people out there, but I always. This is my my smile when something's out for 30 years. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do spoilers on it. Yeah, and then they're like, well, I didn't, I'm like 20 years old. I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't care. It's
0: been around <laughs> forever. It's like if you haven't seen Jaws yet. Yeah. Hi,
1: it's a shark. It, it, the shark <laughs> bites everybody, and it gets killed in the end. And you know, Quint yeah. dies. Oh my God! You yeah, know, you know that, that's I was mm-hmm. sorry I spoiled, spoiled your Jaws movie, oh, dude. So anyway, yes, but spoiler, spoiler warning in effect. We're talking about Akira the movie. Okay, go ahead.
0: So, so we, so <laughs> the other night we decided we are like, okay, so we're gonna watch this before we uh, before again to, before we have the before we have the conversation. Well, it would help because, because I
1: mean our spotty memory is not gonna help, right? Exactly.
0: I mean, there's certain things that it, it's it, <laughs> 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 exactly. That's all. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, that will never stop being funny (laughs) never in my lifetime will that not be funny um so so we put it in and of course so and and of course chris your cousin chris who didn't watch it all those years (laughs) ago,
1: (laughs) like 20 years ago right and we're sitting there he was all he happened to be there and we're like hey you want to watch this and he's like and look and think about this this is a time where there's no sports on nothing on tv there's nothing else to watch and he's never seen this movie
0: go ahead and he so and and of course if you the the opening sequence of of Akira is probably one of the greatest opening sequences of all time. I,
1: I'm okay. You're really laying on. Stick, no, no, but, no, 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 okay. no,
0: no, no. It's in terms of establishment. Uh, in, in terms of establishing a, char- a character and then combining it with music. Yeah, and then just and immediately going to action. Yeah, it is nearly flawless. Okay, because because it starts. So it starts with a biker
1: gang chase and and battle. Well, as more, on the road. no,
0: no, it starts with a it starts with this guy going, you know, going through like this dingy part of town. He goes down into a bar. And this guy is standing in front, and this well, kid, that's
1: the, 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 is that, that's what you think no, is no, the, no. the best is a dingy bar. And no, 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 the,
0: the, because it's establishing, it's establishing, it's establishing the because what it does is it's establishing the world, and the one thing, and he's sitting, and and of course it's Canada sitting there. It's this, you know, this kid sitting there. He's got um, he's got this, you know, leather jacket on, you know, like the bike, the you know, the biker, the whole biker outfit, and he's got this giant pill on the on, on the back of his jacket, right? And you know, and he's in front of this jukebox. And the jukebox is full of laser discs, <laughs> yes. So you know because CDs, and he, yes. And uh, he's you know so it's it's futuristic. Um,
1: well, I, I was saying the same thing. There's an acronym, uh going on throughout the whole movie because right. um, they instead of you know we have MP3s now. Yeah. Uh, and if I wanted to hear a music, I could put play my own. I could take my phone out and listen right. to it, right? But of course, this is made in 1988 predicting 30 years into the future cds will always exist in the right. future exactly. so there's gonna be cds in 2019 i'm gonna hit the jukebox and play cds like they're and EPs. It's,
0: but it's great because it's but the thing is it's like it's that whole it's that idea of like retro chat retro check that you're talking about yeah where you have where you have like something um anachronisms like, like you have like you know it's a, it's like a woolitzer you know jukebox you know complete with the arm motion and like you know sliding the platter in and you know and then starting it so this guy. So this guy comes down and he's, you know, and like in and this, that was Yamagata and Yamagata. Because, com- yes. yeah he, he plays the jukebox. And uh, so he's, you know, so so kind of puts it, you know, so kind of puts his choice in and he's like, hey, the clowns are showing up. And it's like, and you go and immediately. So you start you start peeling out, you know, you start going up and and they peel out. And it's just like and immediately get into this huge gang fight on, you know, on 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 you know between these, between these n- motorcycle gangs with all the collateral damage to the you know to the environment around them and you're watching it and it's like i in the the, 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 well, the music so let me and, also
1: set something else up too sure this was never seen nothing of this mature content was ever seen before in an animated movie yeah. ever in
0: a well and that was, was yeah, America, the yeah. american scene yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Exactly.
1: So yeah. No, I I, I actually I should digress on that because that's not necessarily true. Well, because there were there were there were animated movies like Felix the Cat and Street American Street Fight or Street Fighter and that that animated Basque movie. And
0: also and also um, I was also thinking um, hadn't Heavy Metal come out by then?
1: Yeah, Heavy Metal was out. So there there were some mature theme, but uh, 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 like something like this where I think it was maybe opened up more to youth, the youth market. Um, And they've seen this because they're like, oh, yeah, because imagine if you're a parent and you're like, oh, it looks it looks like, you know, there's teenage kids in it. And and there's some conflict and that, you know, so maybe my kid will like to watch this. So you you get your eight year old. Hey, Tommy, get in here. Let's watch this uh, movie with me. And then it starts off with going into a bar, getting drugs or references to drugs. The gang leader wears a giant pill drug on his (laughs) but They chase off. They take uh, metal crowbars to rival gangs. They're right. smashing their heads, and there's blood and teeth <laughs> flying everywhere.
0: People getting run over by bicycles, yeah. by, by their motorcycles. When people
1: wipe out, they go crashing through restaurant windows, yep. and they get um, cars exploding. Yep. Uh, they're beating up and destroying cars as they drive by.
0: <laughs> One, of, yeah, they th- they're throwing Molotov cocktails, and just, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, so,
1: so all of this is happening in the first. Ten minutes. And now let's get back to like t- talking to Oh Chris. So we were saying, Hey oh, Chris, yeah. Hey Chris, you you should watch this. So we're we're watching it and we're enthralled. Of right. course, you know we're just reliving it. We right love back. this. And we I go to turn to sit Chris, I say, How do you like this so far? He, turn it's like gone. <laughs> it's like where the hell did he go? He left.
0: It's like I'm like Chris, you just have to watch. I'm like Chris, just watch the first ten minutes. It's it's like, like I'm, He couldn't I'm deal asking. with it. He couldn't deal. with it. I know he just totally you know just like, he could totally
1: barely. Live. He loves like uh, the Pixar stuff. Yeah. But not so much this stuff.
0: <laughs> no, he. I don't think Chris has ever. I don't think Chris has ever watched an, a full, like the only animation that he he can really embrace is he really embraces the DC animation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that, it,
1: it's got to be something he can relate to. But he but, couldn't relate. But to
0: But no, I don't think there's a single anime that I could recommend to him that he would watch.
1: Mm, uh, yeah, it, that'd be a tough one. But we start watching, it. so yeah. we, we don't care. It's like because we are really getting into <laughs> this exactly. So we start watching the movie. So this is how the movie starts. And as the movie starts, we're introduced to not only Yamagata and some of the other street b- bikers. We have Kaneda, who is a Canada, Kaneda. Kaneda. Um, who is the uh, leader of, I don't remember what their team, their uh, bike They gang. never really say it. I don't remember. Because they don't, they, they... The Lemon Squishies? Is that what the. the <laughs> says? Sure. And, um, or not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> no, I don't know what the, the name of the team was, but they're fighting a rival gang called the Jokers. The clowns. Oh, the clowns. You're right. The clowns. But the Joker was the lead of the gang. And when I we say Joker, of course you immediately think of Batman. Batman. And the green haired white clown. Not not (laughs) this one. The Joker is a African American uh biker, giant, giant, heavy set biker whose face is plain painted like a clown. So he's got kind of like the what you would think of um uh, oh, I forget what you call the the humble figures, the Yasiago or something like that. The, oh. the, the, there's a certain clown type yeah. that uh, it, it's like it's like the hobo clown. Yep, that's what he's kind of painted up as in in the movie. And, but he looks badass in because yeah. he's on this g- giant hog that supports his weight and it's as big as him. Yep. And <laughs> what happens is uh, one of the uh, the you know Canada's bike gang gets in front of him as they're driving down the highway. He, there's two of them, one driving, one looking at Joker with a metal bar, a crowbar. Yep. He jumps off onto Joker's bike, takes their crowbar up, goes down to hit him in the head. He moves, Joker moves his head. He catches it in his neck. He grabs it with his head and throws the guy off yep. and rolls him on the street. I'm like, that's badass. It is. <laughs> it's, that's it's just, awesome. <laughs> that was like, oh, that's a... Uh, that's what I said. I was like, that was
0: awesome. <laughs> and... And the thing about it is that it's, it's, it doesn't pull any punches and, and the, and of, and of course you're introduced to, you're also introduced to, um, the junior member of Kaneda's gang, which is of course Tetsuo. And Tetsuo is kind of, you know, he's, he's the, um, he's sort of been, he's always been with Kaneda yeah. ever since, you know, they, they were basically put into an orphanage together. Yeah. So and, as you
1: learn his back history... And what you find out.
0: And you, fi- and, and you find out that, that they've always, Kaneda's always looked after Tetsuo. Right. Because Tetsuo is smaller than he is. He's kind of, you know, he's in, te- and Kaneda has always, you know, been that, that sort of like brash, you know, kind of like just, you know, not he's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, but he's just. No, but he looked out for Tetsuo. He, yeah, he looks. Because Tetsuo
1: would get picked on. Right. And he wasn't going to tolerate it. Yeah. He, he was like, I don't care about bullies. So I'm going to beat on the bullies and then, you know, and I'm going to yeah. protect Tetsu. And So that's how he always, it's always been throughout the He's always the had
0: like, he's always had a, he's always had a, a, an ethical streak to him, even though if he's, even though he's like technically a, you know, like, he's kind of like a ruffian or, you know, like, you know, like a punk. Yeah. He's, but he still has a sense of honor and what's right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, and, and one of the things that is really, that I'm, that especially after watching it right now through the lens of what's been happening in our, in our, community and in the world around us. Um, there's a sense there, the the one thing that's imbued through the movie is that sense of, of decline. In fact, several of the characters talk about it and like the, the Colonel who's like sort of the authority in the military authority figure yep, um, has a complete disdain. Like he's the military person, but he's not, but he's not the establishment. The establishment right. actually is the government. The, the, elected officials. Right. And he talks about like, and he, and he talks about like the rot that's happened. He's like, all of these people we built, we had, because it's, it's pretty, it's based on, on what happened is there was, and if there was, World War, World War three happened. Right. Well, then, we rebuilt- that's what I was going to
1: say that the, in the first two minutes of the movie, they do a quick, a super quick synopsis of like what's going on. Yeah. It shows Tokyo the way it was 1988.
0: Yep. The year that the comic came out. No, yeah. no, no, the, the movie came out. The movie came out. So yep.
1: 1988, and you see Tokyo, and you're like, oh, great. And all of a sudden, there's this giant black bubble that emerges out of the center of downtown Tokyo and just engulfs the entire, almost the entirety of uh, the island of Japan, it seems like. It goes it goes wide. And then it blows up. Yeah. And that was known as the Akira effect, and you're, we'll talk about that as as it goes on. But that triggers World War III. Now, they don't go into, in the comic, they go much deeper into right. like what World War III was up but they say this is what and so it says 31 years later yep neo Tokyo the city built on the ruins of the old Tokyo system is here and then we see that's where you go into the biker gang and right. everything like
0: them and the idea is that that there's that there's a sort of internal <laughs> rot in fact I'm, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save it because one of the things that I want to do if one of, one of the things that I want to do with you is sort of your favorite lines from the movie Um if you later on, because well, besides that, um, because there's a because there's a great line that the colonel delivers, and it's just perfect.
1: Okay, well, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, the other thing that's going on in the in the city of Neo Tokyo, besides biker gangs killing each other, is there? There's all these demonstrations going on. Yes, there's people demonstrating like the second um, – I guess the World War Four is going to happen. The second you know, coming the, the of Kira. Yeah, the, which is like the second coming of Christ almost. Yes. There's people demonstrating about that. It's people demonstrating for other reasons. And there are soldiers on the streets, and they're walling off, and you can see people – now here's – okay. Now we – you know, we didn't – we picked this randomly. John picked it because it was his birthday. Right. And we were planning to cover it anyway. But every time we cover these dystopian futures – it right. almost feels, uh, you know, there's a prescience yes. uh, to it that it's happening right now. We like we don't mean to pick these things, right. But there's parallels that are happening in the real world that are definitely going on in these movies. Yeah, there's so there's these people walking down the streets, they're all wearing masks. Yep. They're all chanting, complaining about something. Now, this wasn't necessarily not unheard of in 1988 because Japan has always been about wearing masks and the pollution going on yeah. there. So that wasn't an unseen thing back then, and, you know, 30 years ago. But just kind of like you yeah. see it now, you're like, whoa, they're wearing masks, and they're all complaining. Now, I was saying to John, I was like, doesn't it remind you of like you know absolutely black whole, lives the matter the whole
0: the whole protest right now yeah and there's actually one of the scenes that really kind of hit me was there's um there's a there's a group of protesters that are that you know that they've kind of kettled yeah. where they get where the, they've got police in between them and they put the when the protesters are in the middle uh, in between the two police forces yep and they're fire they start firing tear gas to disperse them yes and. And uh, one of the one of the protesters comes in out of the, um, the out cloud of, the, of the tear clear, gas and immediately well, the cop just takes the takes it and shoots a tear gas canister right into the guy. Yeah. And knocks him back and into the so cloud. Knocks him out. So it's like, again, it, it, it's just ripped from the headlines. Literally happened. I It's one of like one of the threads that uh, one of the threads that's out there as like, you know, that as um. Sort somebody
1: of, should just take that as a gift yeah. and just put it into your Twitter feed and, you know. Oh, yeah, because Black I, lives I, matter
0: exactly. It's because it's like, you know, it's like and and it's it's fascinating because the idea was that, you know, that the you know, because they don't go into they once again, in the sense of, you know, brevity in terms of how much time that they have and making the best use of it. Mm -hmm. They kind of leave some of the stuff that, you know, maybe you would like to know a little bit more about. But it's like it has you have that feeling that it's sort of once again, it has to do with um, these protests are about corruption and. And, and the and misbehavior of the police because the police right, actually
1: and again use, you you're not talking about the headlines you're talking about the
0: movie right exactly <laughs> and it, and it's ironic because exactly <laughs> the and it's it's, it's 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 ripped as you when you said ripped from the headlines from, from, you're, no you're serious about it because I mean
1: there you go you deserve yeah, that one <laughs>
0: um, but anyway the just to you know when you're watching you know you're watching these and also just the just the in, you know like the whole th- the whole thing about. Um, this sort of this sort of you know these these people protesting and also just these and then on the fringes you have this whole other group that has a different agenda which is just causing just mayhem and one of the things that happens which fortunately has not happened here is that um well actually it is probably happening or, or may happen here is that they that they're just that they are designating the police are designating these um protesters as terrorists you know mm. because it's Oh, <laughs> whoa! Is that a Kira uh, bong? That was the uh, that was that was the omnes bong. Canada. but um,
1: and so, but yes that that is what's going on. There's people protesting the government that's in place. Um, in the movie Akira, so there's uh, police blocking them off. Streets are blocked off, and the other thing that we're introduced to is there's a man. He's carrying looks like a small child, dragging him through the streets. He's in a hurry. And um, you see the police are chasing after him, yes. which is different than the group of protesters. And the reason why they're chasing after him is because this small child, who looks like an 80-year-old man, yes. is uh, the uh, Takashi, his, his name is Takashi, and he is what you're going to find out is a um, an esper, ESP-er. Esper. Esper. And um, he has a psychic ability, and you find out that the government, that's the reason why the Akira effect happens is... The government was playing around with children, yes. um, you know, testing children who who demonstrated some kind of psychic ability, and they've been feeding them drugs, trying to control them, and then but also bring out the most power power of their psychic ability. And some of them are like, you know, they can some predict the future, precogs. Some are telekinesis, you know, they they can yeah. do things with mind. Um, Akira can blow things up real good, as, as we find <laughs> out. Uh, and probably has other, and he has other. If you read the manga, he has other things oh, yeah, that absolutely. he can do. But this is what we learn from in the movie. And Takashi is um, a telekinesis. I think like he can yeah. manipulate things with his mind, matter with his mind. He can push things out. He he has a psychic scream that he does, and the windows shatter and everything like that. Yeah. And they all have um and uh, and he just, can
0: teleport. You know he yeah he, he we well, can do certain things. Yeah. But
1: the what I was going to point out is uh, he has a number on his hand. Yes in imprinted on a set, like a tattoo. So which is that kind of parallel to um uh
0: the the certain uh the what the Nazis the, did with the, the Germans Nazis in, with their, with their the experiment you, yes. with their human experimentation?
1: Yes. So he was like number 21 or whatever the number was. I yeah. should have written that down. I didn't, but he was one of the numbers. And the man is freeing him. So that's right. why the police are chasing him because he's freeing him because he knows nobody knows like nobody knew what happened with the care. They just knew the city exploded. But they thought it was the start of a war, like a nuclear bomb right. went off. It was a child. And so they s- continued doing this. And then they're like, we're going to be more careful. You know, this is not going to happen again. Wink. Right. And, uh, and so they're like, we-, we can control it now. So again, with a combination of drugs. And that's the reason why this um, this child looks like an old man is because he actually is an old man. The He's drugs just stunted. St- stunted his growth, yeah. right? So there's other children like this and they're trying to expose and the reason why they're trying to expose is because there's people inside the the Japanese council the Tokyo council that don't want this program to continue right and they want to stop the program so that's why they're feeding this information out to these cells that are attacking the government and taking these kids out and trying to destroy the program and the colonel knows about it he can't pin a finger on who's doing it but he knows that they are against him and he as you mentioned, he's like, he has disdain for the council.
0: Yes, he has, he's, because what happened is, he, he feels that he's, you know, he's sort of the cleanup crew. He's, he's sort of, he's the more, ironically enough, he's the moral, he's the moral conscious. Um, yeah, he's like considered the, one of the good guys. He is actually. Yeah. And, and which is ironic because one of the things, one of the, and I'll just go ahead and give this, this line This out is there. spoilers. Because, because when he, he actually confronts the council, uh, uh, you know, about this, you know, about, because, you know, well, because we'll, we'll, he's looking you. for funding, yeah. Because because part and he you know and and he's like he's like you're being you know he's he's you know he's calling out he's calling them out and he's like you know you you know it's like you're you're more you're more concerned about your polls and your and you know and your funding you know all of these things and in reality we have to we have to know what's going on and prevent to prevent this from all falling apart again right and his disdain for like the whole system isn't based on you know him his, a feeling of. Of um, the military should be superior to the civilian government. It was just like, no, your civilian government is so out of control that if if I don't, if we, if you don't appreciate the danger of what you're doing, I have to be the adult in the room. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's some sort of, you know, mess- messianic character. He's the only person who understands the full extent of what of the danger. Besides the the head scientist, who's who's, who's, who's called the doctor, the doctor, yeah, who's been monitoring this whole effect. Right. It's interesting that um one of the interesting th- one of the interesting things is that they you know he, Jim mentioned that he was you know how they uh, develop people and they used uh, what they they called the capsules yeah to um to uh, control and um augment their psychic ability one of the one of the things that you can buy on the streets are those capsules so like the idea is that you know it's like you're going well i
1: think i think and that's like kind of a parallel of the of the story that they're trying to say is that um drugs are like a, a theme uh that's going on throughout the movie throughout the comic yeah people use drugs to escape reality people use drugs to to alter reality yes um and that's that's always kind of been something that's going on there that, like you know don't do drugs you know use it well you, just just know and, what they experience just, reality the way it is
0: exactly there's a whole thing about there's, there's a whole message about like um there's a, there's a certain there's a certain um the the separation from once you start separating yourself from reality the the farther you can fall right and I think it's and it's really interesting it it's really interesting the way that it plays out because it's not playing out as a natural as necessarily an anti drug message it's an it's a pro awareness you know yeah message which is interesting which is an entirely different take
1: so just kind of skipping ahead here since we're getting um you know getting close of a uh, time we've got 15 minutes to, oh, to sure. talk about here so <clears throat> uh, the reason i bring up takashi the the young esper is because um he gets he loses the guy who tries to save him the guy who tries to save him get killed but he's on his own and he meets uh uh tetsuo and yes. tetsuo is like who is this he's like whoa he almost runs him over on his bike but he wipes out, and through this interaction, something inside of Tetsuo awakens. Right. And so we find out that Tetsuo is also the, another ES- Esper that was been missed through the system. Right. He's an, an adult now. They they think they can control him, so they take him back. So not only take Takashi back, but they take Tetsuo back to that building that where they keep all the children in secret, and they experiment on him. And, of course, the rest of the movie is um, kan- Kaneda... Fighting Canada. to get uh, can, almost, uh, yeah, uh, Canada, Canada, Canada. Canada, Canada. Wait a minute, hold on. Canada. 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 Canada, Canada, Fighting to get uh, Tetsuo back. Wait, we'll get her. we get hurt. Canada, Tetsuo. We those two guys back, and um, <laughs> and it, along the way, we're introduced to that rebel faction that tried to get the kid out through
0: the, through the through uh, Kay, because
1: Kai, K, Kay, K, K. Um, um, is a female. So the uh, Canada, Canada sees Kay, and she's like. He's like, oh, she's pretty. Um, I don't care you know what you're doing. I want to be with you. And then, of course, they have a similar goals. They want to break in and say, it's like, oh, that's what I want to do, too. So I'm going to be part of your faction. And they, and they try to break into the building. So a lot of stuff goes on. Um, you, you, Tetsuo finds out he's got psychic power. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene where Tetsuo gets out of the hospital, and he tries to prove that he's the leader now. And in doing so, he messes up royally. And his girlfriend, Kaori... Which I believe Kari. is how you, Kari. Kari, 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 where are you? Um, she gets raped by the in the comic book. I mean, in the movie, it's not as bad, but it happens. Yeah, and you see some. That's where where you're yeah. like,
0: I can't believe they just sh-. by the clowns. Yeah, yeah,
1: by the by the clowns. Now it's not graphic in the movie, but there is a a brief scene of nudity there, yeah, and you, right. and you're like, what happened? And <laughs> especially if you're you're uh, like a teenager, yeah, yeah, and you're, and you're yeah. like, whoa, what happened over there? Um, so that happens. The Canada though comes and saves the day. Cause he, he, he was like, unfortunately, Tatsu doesn't have the ability to use his powers. He's overpowered by the clowns. And then Canada comes out and he beats him and they beat him up. And then like, he's like, this is where you have this whole yelling match between the two. Right. Uh, the first time. And, and he's like, I'm going to show it. is like, I'm going to show you Canada. I am going to be the more powerful than you can ever believe. He gets captured again, goes back to the hospital, becomes even more powerful because now he's starting to learn how to use his powers. He meets the other espers, the other kids. That's where you find out, like, the backstory about how all these kids came together. We already just talked about right. it. And um, and then there's also one of the kids is uh, Precog, uh, Miori? Uh, I, I can't remember the—Kiori, the, the um, Kiori, I think. Kior. K- Kiori. And she, she has a prediction that uh Kyoko, I'm sorry. Kyoko, yeah. Kyoko she's number twenty five. She's number twenty-five. She has the prediction that Akira will rise again and destroy the city. And we, you know, and that's all she can see. And the colonel hears this and he's like, I can't believe this. So he goes to check to make sure Akira's is, Akira is buried in a chamber underneath the summer the Olympics. O- the Olympic Stadium. Stadium. In this kind of cool chamber, uh, that where he keeps them nice and cold, cryo chamber. Yeah, cryo. Yeah. And um, and so he's like, okay, he's there. So Tetsuo finds out about this, and um, he's like, I'm gonna go release Akira and destroy the city. That's he's going mad. He wants know? to
0: because he's like, oh, if if he because he he gets into a, he gets into a battle, um, with the with the with the three children with the three children. Yep. The 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 three aspers and beats no, them. no
1: well yeah yeah i know but this is where he gets he, i'm, I'm but, kind of forcing yeah. it i'm forcing the story so yeah so he so he
0: and and he and he, so his response is to um sorry yeah is to um go and find the alpha because he wants to prove that he's the best
1: yeah so so he goes and he finds him and he goes to the olympic stadium and he rips up the chamber and at this point the children are um taking over Kay's k's, k's body and um, using her as kind of their surrogate, their conduit, yeah, to use all their powers at once. I, K must be is psychic. It, it's, at, it's psychic, at some, some yeah. S- K, is psych,
0: K, K is psychic because and what her her ability is to be, a, you know, like you said, to be the conduit, yeah, so that they can they can use her to you know to manifest their powers through her
1: right so they have a battle she loses he eventually brings the chamber up he opens up the chamber and out of the chamber instead of finding a child you find like these little the canisters the child was ripped up into parts yeah. put in these canisters to be studied later. we hope
0: he wasn't vivisected but he right. was definitely dissected
1: uh, well yeah he was something he, most definitely <laughs> so now tattoo is now the only kind of like alpha male that exists with the uh, ultimate powers he's kind of got all their powers he, can't, I, he doesn't demonstrate precog, but he can do telekinesis and Izzy's psychic blast. So there's this giant battle that occurs between, that's where we have the second part of this, this part. That's where you hear that a lot in this
0: ending part of the movie. And then, um, the, and you're also introduced to one of the greatest things in all of in all of anime, which is. I thought the, the greatest thing was the beginning of the movie. Uh, no, and in, in all of anime, which is the strategic orbital laser. <laughs> Soul. <laughs> which, which, is, which they literally, they the Tetsuo is so powerful that they that they hit him with an orbital laser, and the only thing that happens is he loses his arm.
1: Right, and it's, he And gets mad. It, but ultimately the the movie gets resolved. Tetsu gets. We're not going to spoil too much because now we're going. We're getting quick kind of right. towards the end, and I want to talk about the ending. So the the movie ultimately gets resolved. Tetsu gets overtaken. Um, the city gets destroyed and remade. Yes. I can't remember. <laughs>
0: no, it gets oh, destroyed. I, I, it it's, gets
1: destroyed again um, because of the Tetsuo effect. Uh, but through, the world is saved. Oh, the, the Akira. But the the world is saved. And but I. I I thought they were saying like it, got, it gets rebuilt or no, no there's like a, a cosmic bang. There's like a big bang. That right.
0: Happens. The whole universe starts.
1: I still don't understand the ending even with <laughs> I watched it multiple times. So I still don't understand the ending. OK, now let's talk about the ending in the movie and how we feel. Right. OK, so do, do you want to explain something?
0: No, I was going to. The only thing that I was going to say is it's 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 every bit gain acts as you would expect. It's like you know. It's like it's the end of Evangelion, where oh. you're like, well, "What the fuck just happened here?" Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. They did. Right. It's like I'm. I have a. I have a feeling that Evangelion was like. So oh. you
1: let me. So let me ask you. You saw in the movie theater. You yes. saw the ending. You were satisfied with the movie.
0: I was, and and the reason why I was satisfied was that the uh, the idea is that at the end, the the Akira effect is you know the, is Akira is this sort of sort of cosmic power and what happens is that there that there, there's a there's a whole thing about um, evolutionary evolutionary jumps yeah where they the, explain this the, yeah you're right the um the ener- but the idea is that everybody has everybody has caused this cosmic energy in them we are all created you know from from this from the time of creation on on back and it also very Jungian because it's also because it had, because you share a, a, a collective consciousness. Right. Uh, or subconscious. Which is, I mean, it's
1: also, you're, you share the con- the same chromosomes as your ancestors. Right. And that exactly. dates back all the way to the beginning of time.
0: Right. So there's the idea of genetic memory and everything mm-hmm. else that goes with that. So anyway, the interesting, but like I said, the interesting thing is that at it, it plays out through um, as the world is, and the, as the world is just as being destroyed and it's being remade at the same time. And, you're watching and it, and it has to do with the nature of Tetsuo's relationship with Kaneda and at the end the the children the three children get together with Kaneda with which, which is the Kaneda force and shepherd Tetsuo back to the you know back to this cosmological big bang to, start, yeah. to to recreate the universe and eventually he's going to return
1: right that's what they say
0: and that's the, the all of them are going to return right because that which has happened will happen again right which is, is all this has happened before all of this will happen again mm-hmm. and it's but what's what's really interesting was that and the reason why it was so satisfying is that it managed to personalize it managed to personalize the creation of the universe for me and it's and and just because it's like at the end, Kanada has is, you know, is, you know, is he's fully, you know, he's not that he needed to be redeemed, but he's totally this, you know, he's totally a transformed character. He understands the world differently. He, you know, and, you know, and he's got this, you know, and he's got the potential of having this relationship with K and there's this and that all that's left is his, you know, is that that last li- living, you know, the last bit of, of Tetsuo that was left. Wasn't the darkness? It was the, that le- one last drop of light which he holds in his hand, right? And it's, which
1: is also kind of like the, what he remembers of his childhood, which right. is better days.
0: Which is and and it's and you go through and and you you know it goes through the day that they met him and you know he he somebody had taken his uh, his action figure, figure yeah. and and kind of literally beat the beat, beat the kid up and took it because right. and he comes back bloodied and right. gives it to and gives it to Tetsuo and tells him it's going to be okay Re- because you know it's like I just got here they're mean and cruel. And yet here we are and we'll get through this together. Right. It's incredibly satisfying. And and you know what? Especially with what's happening right now, it really hit me like even stronger this time. I was even more satisfied with it because in a way it's like because you go through like it feels like right now that the that a world is ending and a new once and a new one's being formed. And to watch this, you know, and to and to go through this. And to watch, you know, to watch this, and it just reminded me that there's that these things are still possible. All of this has happened and will happen again, and yet we can fail better, right? And I, so that's why I'm like, so yes. On watching it again, how did you feel about the ending?
1: I didn't like the ending. Um, well, I, my big problem was I read the manga before yeah. I saw the movie, so that was my big problem. Is because the movie goes on to tell this... Uh, the manga goes on to tell this much larger story. Right. And it has a lot of um, messiah... Uh, chur- messianic. Revel- yeah. Messianic messages. And uh, and it's it, it, it's almost like um, I, I described as Game of Thrones at that point. Yeah. When Akira gets introduced into the mix, you have two big so Tetsuo basically becomes the disciple of Akira and, and he but then they have two deci- ways of which they're going to think and then they decide they, they d- divide themselves up now so this is my big disappointment is he opens up the cryogenic chamber of for Akira and he's just these little jars yeah he's not the little boy who was supposed who's now going to be like the, the next the next the master of the yeah. world basically and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is how the movie because I remember looking at like looking at the time and I'm like, Wow, this is like two hours and they're, they're just getting to Akira. Wow, how are they gonna put like the whole rest of the movie? I mean, how are they gonna get Akira in here and yeah. sure, and they don't. It's because they, they say he's been killed and dead and they like punted. you know, you know, and they they're saving his innards for a future generation. I'm like, What? So I was disappointed in that. Now of course watching it over and over again. Um, I understand why they had to do that because right. the, you can only fit so much in there. But uh, I guess I, I still, I like the movie. Right. Um, I would love for the movie to be t- taken as a um, mature animated series and put on like a Netflix or a Amazon Prime. or right. each, Anything. Any HBO, Showtime, anybody. To, re,
0: to redo it as as a, as a series where you can do the entire story. Right.
1: So that you you could do this as a five-year series easy. Oh, yeah. Even given... Because I, I said to myself, like, when we talk about uh, The Walking Dead, I'm always like, how the hell are they going to translate a comic book and make it last more than 11 years? And the reason how they do it is that they take some of the storyline that exists in the comic... And then they expand upon characters, or they add different facets to the character, so you can see like you know characteristics come out. So mm-hmm. it's just like this person's more of a coward. This person's more of a heroic. This person's more lawful, justice, lawful, good. You know? So so, <laughs> so and they because they do this through storytelling. And I'm like, oh, you could do the same thing with Akira. So I mean, in the, in the manga, the characters are all flushed out, right. But you can and there's even more there's double the amount of characters in the manga
0: yeah we cuz the the whole thing that you, the whole thing there's like whole parts of this that never get touched on like for there's example there's
1: characters that don't even get exist that just that should be in the movie and get cut out because you have right. to cut people out
0: like the the whole idea behind the resistance and what they're fighting for would be you know just that that in and of itself would be one like know?
1: yeah that really gets watered down like and, the whole resistance fighter. and the whole
0: and the whole part of the fact is that the resistance isn't the resistance it's being funded by by somebody on the inside you know that that's the that's the other part about it which is that you know that even the even the idea behind that the only true. Descent was the um was the religious group that believed in the end of you know the apocalyptic group yeah that was that was cheering for the end of days they're the only people who are actually were independent you know in the whole in the whole well, they, protest they they,
1: they 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 are only like 10 seconds or 15 yeah, seconds of the movie they're, they're, They show they have twice. You know, they have multiple chapters yeah, in the manga exactly that's what i'm saying is is there a lot of characters that get cut out or were like basically neutered throughout the whole thing in order to tell the main story and again, I understand this because you only have two hours, a little bit over two hours yeah. running time. You have to tell the story, so the story is going to f- feature uh, Canada versus ta- Tetsuo. Canada, Canada, Tetsuo! Let me say Canada, Canada. Um, it, it's going to feature these two characters, and um, and so the more I watch it, the more um, I, I start uh, warming up to it. Right, uh, I like it. I'm not 100% sold on Akira, but I, I I will, like I said, I always buy it and I'll always watch it and I'll, I always get a little bit something more out of it. Right. Again, I'm still, <laughs> still thinking about the ending. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Did the world end? The world ended, but it began. But Tetsuo is coming back. Right. And right. you just mentioned that yeah, that he will be back in the future. So Neo Tokyo is disintegrated, but maybe be back. I don't know. Right. And the, the funny thing is the, ki- the people that get saved are the colonel. Yep. And the colonel, at the end of the movie, turns on the council and becomes like a military state. Uh, you know, he just declares martial law right. and kills the council. So he does like <laughs> a Starship Troopers thing on him. Not the movie, the book. Yeah. Sarship so Troopers, and he he's basically saying, "I don't need you ro- your roadblocks of your council. I'm going to destroy you so that I can institute what I think should be the way. that... Right,
0: and I'm going to protect the citizenry yeah. because of it. And he calls out the he, you know, one of the one of the great lines is he calls them out as fools and capitalists. Right. It's it's like the ultimate irony. It's right. like here you have you you have the proletariat general saving the, saving the people from from the evils of the of the corrupt democracy.
1: But the thing is, is the kids don't see. So the the Esper kids they don't see him as a bad person no no they save him right at the end of the movie so that just goes to show you he's like he was trying to protect the people but right. also trying to enforce his like somebody has to control these kids because if you don't somebody else could get, they could go to another country and be a weapon of mass destruction for somebody else
0: and in that case there's a the one thing that i one of the things that one of the things that briefly if you to, if, if you if we've got a minute or two to we're, indulge, we're
1: just over the hour mark, but you oh. go ahead
0: oh no i was just thinking is that if anybody read if if you if you're familiar with reading Ender's Game um and and the books that followed it um you'll know that one of the things that happened with Ender's Game was that his the 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 people who were trained by Ender became um immediately snapped up by like these other factions to fight their wars right so it was and there's it's interesting now where you where we're looking back at it there's whole chunks of of pop culture and also you know you know sci-fi and you know um, cyberpunk and everything else that were in, influenced by this. So, if there's any, if you haven't seen this, this is one of the things that this is one of the best source material that you'll ever. you'll If you if you need an introduction to cyberpunk, if you somehow managed to miss it, if you didn't think it was for you, you well, know, yeah, I mean cyberpunk's
1: part of it, but I I would even say like. Watch the movie. Yes. If you love the movie or even like the movie, go read the manga. Yeah. Because the manga is going to blow your mind. It's, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Both visually and story-wise, it's great.
0: And the, and the best thing is that at this time, it's, they're, they're, it's out and collected. It's out and yeah, can, collected on the buses. I think it's,
1: it's like in, you can get the whole series in like six trades. Yeah. And I think the emotional pay is going to be like $15 per trade. Yeah. Which is a deal. Exactly. L and a half compared to what you would pay for you know compared to about, what I paid for it. well here's the funny thing I don't think that the the back issues are like super expensive yeah. and in fact you may pay less for the back issues now than you would in invest for whatever reason they didn't rise in price maybe the first issue first yeah. or second issue because it're kind of rare um but you could probably get the original run of the series and not necessarily pay cover price yeah. y- depending on where you go and find you might go to like uh yeah like a, a bookstore, used bookstore. You might go to like a flea market or something. Somebody's selling them super cheap. You might find Comic books, I don't think you find any of them in comic book stores anymore because yeah. I think that it's so old that it, they don't collect them anymore. But you can definitely, if you want the s- easiest way to get them, get trades. That's yeah. that's what I did. Like I said, I didn't have the beginning part. I got the trade. Yep. And so now I read the be- the beginning. It's like I knew what happened, but it's just like I wanted to see what what happened in the actual pages of the book. Um, and then from there went on. Maybe in the future we'll do like a uh, we'll re- do a reread of the entirety of the series. Yeah, that would be like a five part series if we do that. Oh, it, right. that'd be a whole month of Akira podcasts. It, but but, uh, but it, it would may be, be worth it because I was going to say it would,
0: it would be it would be it would, it would definitely be interesting.
1: Right. All right, so I, we're, we're pretty much at the end at this point. Is there anything else that you would like to contribute to the podcast? No,
0: I just it's, this was a, this was incredibly enjoyable, and we're grateful that you joined us. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, if you are uh, go to our Twitter account, if you go to our Facebook page, wish John a happy birthday, will you? Come on, go no, ahead. Wish him, a, wish him a happy birthday. Actually, Say happy birthday, John. There is
0: one thing that I would like. to there's only one. There's only one birthday present that I would like, Uh-huh. and it's really simple. Yes, I need Elon Musk to make me my cyber, my cyber cyber bike, truck, my cyber bike,
1: cyber bike. I don't think that exists.
0: No, I, I know, but I want him. I want the Akira. Oh. I want. The, I want the Akira cyber bike. Oh, you want the? Akira and Elon, bike. Okay. In, Oh yeah, that's Elon super easy Ma- to do, John. I was okay. going to say Elon Musk, man, he's the man. He. Yes. he, he I'm surprised he hasn't made one already.
1: Don't you know that he has his child, Brainiac 15, that he has to take care of, whatever the kid's name is now? (laughs) Anyways, but thank you for joining us this week. Um, We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We hope you go watch Akira, the movie, and then enjoy the manga. Um, As always, you can listen to this podcast and all of our podcasts through our website, which is comicsmisremember.com. But if you just want to get all the future podcasts, you can always go to our link on... Anchor FM, anchor.fm, which is anchor.fm slash comics misremembered. Through that you'll get the direct link through all of our podcasts. So you don't have to go to the website. But if you do go to the website, you, you, you get, get a bonus. Our, you get the bonus of all of the what I write um, on the website, my my snarky remarks. And then you also get the bonus of all the links of like um Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that great stuff that we have going there for the social media. So thanks again for joining us and we will see you in seven.